what's good? What's popping? It's your homie ATM. It's your boy O. And we are the Lingo Baby uh, back again for season four, part two. Sir. So technically episode one, part two, but episode six in total. So it's a season four, part two, episode one. Yeah, but season four, <laughs> episode six, mm. not the part two. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, if it's not the... Yeah, chronologically. Yeah, clearly. if it's chronologically, then it's episode six. But if we do in part two, then it's episode one. Hmm. Keep track. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, don't lose track. Keep up with us. Keep up with us. But um, like today, you know what I'm saying? Mad parts and books and shit. Um, nah, but with that being said, y'all, we have... Um, all our guests are amazing, you know? So, like, I don't even like using amazing no no more. It's very, like, cliche. Um, I feel like, for me, you're one of our most diverse guests. Because, like, most of, my guests, most of our guests, like, I could tell you, like... Oh yeah, they're a photographer. Or, oh yeah, they're a chef. Or oh yeah, they're this. But like, you wear many like many hats, you know. And you're good at every craft you do. Like Thank you know, like I feel yeah. like you you put a lot of love into every craft that you do. That one isn't more on a pedestal than another. Maybe at certain points in your life, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But yeah. I feel like that comes with age and growth. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, like I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Um, I know you as you know a mentor, as a brother great friend. I know you as many, you know, very heartwarming things, but you know, I'm going to let you introduce yourself in, the best way you know words. how. Copy. Well, right now, my name is Warm Heart. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's been my heart man warm now. Um, my name is Siaka. Uh, I'm a New York City based artist. Um, I do music. I produce music. Mm. A lot of hip hop, some experimental style hip hop, I guess. I'm a rapper. I'm a songwriter, engineer, mixer, photographer um and that's kind of where i cut my official list but mm. i dabble in a lot of other creative creative mediums yeah no, <laughs> uh, i feel like we we know you way back for your your creative talents while we're on um, mixtape together you know and i feel like it's, it's dope because i i have like both lens of you through that in terms of the photography because you helped me a lot in terms of the spotlight series that we did for uh, a couple issues back and you were also featured in like the same issue that you were working, so like you were credited for photos, you also credited for the interviews. And Did that like, ever come out? That's what I forgot. Remember, I was just saying I forgot to give you something. Oh, that's what it yeah. was. No, that yo. I'll bring it for. We'll bring you a copy next time for sure. Please. We be in the city a good amount, and I come home yeah. often, so we'll definitely get you a copy. Or if anything, is there a digital copy? No. No copy. Physical, yeah, no. Sure. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> right, that's a touchy subject. Yeah, artsy no, and it's touchy. It's as touchy as it was when you were there. Word. Yeah, yeah if true. not more. Like, yeah, yeah. It definitely got it got different. It did. And, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. But definitely, like, I feel like that was a, a big introduction for, like, um, O to you. For me, like, I knew, I guess I knew of you mainly, like, through name, through Simone. Like, that was, like, my first way of, like, knowing who you were. And then we had, yeah, and then we had that one, that one long-ass rooftop conversation at yes. Ohima's housewarming yes. party. And that was, like, the conversation that got me and you, like, on the same page. Because it was, like, it was the first time we really met. Um, and literally, I remember the way we even started having a conversation was I was smoking cigarettes at the time. And you had asked me if I had a cigarette. Oh, word? Yes. And I was, I like... smokes, though, you, me neither and that's why I'm like I'm like wow that's growth amazing on both of our parts and I just remember me and you ended up sitting there everybody had went back to the party mm. I mean Siaka were still on that roof I just that. chatting like we was up there for a good three to four hours just yeah, chatting and it was like yeah I learned so much about you in that one like that one three hour conversation I just remember at some point in it you looked at me you were like oh, how old are you I was like Eight, I was like 18 or 19 at the time. You were like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah. yeah. I remember that and it shit. threw you that off. That shit threw yeah. me way off. Because you, like, like, you were what? like, what? Yeah. I have not seen you for like two years already anyway. Like, <laughs> you yeah. were, nah, yeah. And the conversation in and of itself was just such like a mature, very grown conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, nah, it was great. And then, so I knew you from there. And then I, I essentially knew you as a photographer. Right. Um, and then I think it really just progressed more and more out of that. You know, like, you helped me record all of a year ago now, like, a spring of last year. And I remember, like, going to your spot and you had your whole setup. And you was working on your own project at the right. time. Right. And, um... No, I, I realized the importance of having a home office the yeah. first time I looked up. It's, it's like, your setup, man, like... Yo. Can, can I speak to that for two seconds? Yo, go ahead. Yo, your listen. episode. Speak your to whatever episode. you want. Listen, okay, I just want to say... 
how thankful I am to have had the space I had in Q's, bro. Like, when I tell you what got crazy in my life, because first of all, um, the whole pandemic happened at the same time as we were literally having a race scandal at our school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the whole entire time, I'm like falling off the rockery emotionally and, and spiritually and all of this kind of shit. So I was just straight, just like lived in the studio. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That was my safe haven. It was so safe. I didn't even recognize all of the shit that was going on around me or inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just chilling. Right. And then I went home. Mm-hmm. Now I went home to the spot that used to be my studio and my crib. Um, uh, one of my family members was doing a, uh, addiction recovery. So he was just staying in that room for like the last year. Matter of fact, today, today is his whole one year sober. So claps for that. Hey, good shit. We love that. That being said, I was out of studio since I got Right. (laughs) So I tried to set it up in the basement, but everybody's in the basement. There's a fridge down there. The laundry is down there. Yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, it's kind of difficult. It's not really your space. Right. Right, and this is the first time in a long time that I've like been without that space and recognized how fucking important it really is to yeah. have that, mm-hmm. and like how it enables you to do what you want and need to do, you know. Not even yeah. even if it's not creative oriented, just to have that outlet just like smooths out your life. For sure. <laughs> nah, and I definitely think like you, you to me, like in my life, you're one of the biggest people who like indirectly and directly at the same time taught me the importance of like your physical space and how it impacts you spiritually and mentally, because like. I like even I could agree with that. Like with all the shit going on, like as soon as I stepped into your crib and I stepped into your homes too, yeah. everything outside didn't matter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. literally just either the music or just me and you. Like whatever me and you had to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. bro, I used to go record with you and I'd be there from like <laughs> bro, like nine to two in the morning and like five of those hours just me and him chatting. Like Words. just chatting. And at Words. some point me and him would look at each other like, Oh shit, the music. Like we gotta <laughs> right. get back to this right. and it's like and it's like, that's great. That's just like a genuine relationship. And like, yeah. for y'all that do listen to my music, um, pretty much everything on my last project was mixed by this man right here, mixed and mastered, uh, two songs on the first project. Like, you are like my resident, like, mixer now. Cause it's like, I don't like working with people that don't genuinely fuck with my music or fuck with mm-hmm. my art, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't like somebody that's doing their job just to do their job. Nobody wants to ever be involved creatively with somebody who's just doing it because they're getting paid to do it. Exactly. <laughs> is, is that how you got into producing? Or did you start writing and recording mm-hmm. first? Nah, I got in... Damn. I kind of, like, used to play around with rhymes a lot. I always had, like, a knack for rhyming better than everybody else. Mm. And I found this out when we were in seventh grade. You know, you just always bump yeah. over the tables. Pens and, like, and shit, yeah. And, you know, like, everybody does their little funny rhyme and shit. But I would have, like, four or, four or six. <laughs> yeah. And everybody else had two. So then it was like, yo, do the rhymes, do the rhymes. <laughs> and then, like, that's kind of how, like, it started, like, being fun. From then on, right? Yeah. But then, like, shortly after that. Um, I mean, I had always done music too, you know, like I took music classes, et cetera, when I was younger, a little bit more in high school, but it was during high school, I used to go to this camp, right? And what high school you went to? I went to Urban Academy. Shit, really? Um, yeah. Oh, wow. You know I didn't it? know that. I, I've heard so, it, yeah. Shout out to Urban that. Academy. Urban Academy, yeah. Urban Academy. Yeah. 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 What middle school you went to? I went to, I went to like three middle schools. All of them in New York? All of them in New York. Right. Yeah. Which one did you like leave from though? I left from like graduate from. SPC School of the Physical City on like twenty something. Huh? School in the city? Physical city. Like in Manhattan? Not yeah. The metaphorical. Oh no, no, no school OD, in Manhattan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, the physical. The physical city, city yeah, right. not for real. Yeah. Um, well, did you live in Brooklyn your whole life? Nah, I didn't move to Brooklyn until two thousand twelve. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. But always New York. Always New York. Right. No, I'm lying. I used to live in Maryland for a while too. But born in New York? I was born in New York. But you live in Maryland for a bit. Since probably from like mm, around one to around four or five. It's like you in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I moved to Florida when I was four. Where moved there for like six years and I came back. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, Brooklyn raised, city raised, like for the most part. But right. just a weird blip. But getting back to like you, like what were some of your inspirations to like get into those oh, yeah. bars? We were saying Oh, hold up, before we get into that, right. finish up on how I got into producing. Right. right, right I went right. to this camp, and one of the camp counselors, who my, his name is Kevin Urban. This dude, yo, has influenced the po- the lives of so many people so positively. He's also like a super duper man of God. Like, this, this may be one of the most positively religious people I've ever met my mm. entire life. Mm. But he was a singer, he used to be, uh, 
uh, play piano super well, played like four instruments, and he used to produce. Mm. So one time we were in the cabin, and I'm like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making a beat. I'm like, what? What? Are you, what? So he shows me the computer. I'm like, what the hell is this? Mad so I, shit open and like it. Yeah. He's like, you want to make a beat? I'm like, yeah. I dead ass made a beat right there. Right. Never made a beat before. Mm. And then as soon as I got home after the session was over, because we were there for like three, four weeks, as soon as I got home, downloaded it, downloaded the Fruity Loops demo, tried it out. I was like, nah, this shit is crazy. I don't, I don't understand this shit. Mm. Next day, went back, have not stopped since. Yeah. And that's how I got into producing. That's dope. Early, okay. the Fruity Loops demo. Yeah, I know. know, for sure. That was like Fruity Loops 2. Yeah. Nigga. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. I think you're Cause like, and I try to think about it. I I tend to forget you're a lot older than us, like right. a good amount. You're definitely you're the oldest guest we've had in terms sure. of age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like ten ten years older than y'all, fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, son! I'm like, fucking with y'all. That's not gonna tell you, but I feel like you can never tell the energy. Like you don't have like that, you know. And you know, black don't crack, so you yeah. just don't look at age. So like, at all, I'm blessed. My man's gonna be like 55, looking 30, and I'm like, that's gonna be beautiful, not I'll for sure. Nah, it. but um, getting back to O's question, like musically, both production and like lyric wise, like who would you say your biggest like inspirations? Uh, I would say production wise is just like. A huge pot of all of the shit that I came up around in mm-hmm. terms of like my my mom and my dad, but then also like there was this thing happened. I was like, a turbo was inserted, like a turbo button, mm-hmm. and that was my brother who put me on to right. Timbaland and the Neptunes. Yes, uh, sir, the right. Neptunes for and real. Yo, I literally will never forget the day he put me on to Neptunes. I don't remember what song, but I remember I was going somewhere. He let me borrow his little mini disc player that they had at the fucking time before mm-hmm. it was I anything. And I put on the headphones and I'm going down the stairs, right? And the song comes on and I literally had to stop at the bottom of the stairs. And we're just like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yo, like the level of adrenaline that went through me mm-hmm. was was unfucking believable. And after mm-hmm. that, I'm just like, yo, I fuck with this shit. And then I started to be like, this shit is fire. Why isn't anything else good like this right and then i'm like going back to all of the shit with my mom and dad so they kind of grew up on like my mom was a super jazz head everything from fucking Joni mitchell to uh uh nina simone mm-hmm. to billy holiday like all all of the jazz classics that's her my right. dad he was also a jazz head but he was more like rock shit like Jimi mm. hendrix and rolling stones yeah. and all of that kind of shit little a lot a lot of funky shit like a lot of did you so, grow up like with a lot of like, uh, like American music being played? Yeah, it was American music. Like, okay. yeah. it was it was Black American music. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I mean, are your parents both Black American? Yeah. Or that was that was mainly the question. Because <laughs> yeah. like I know like a lot of kids like depending on their parents depending on your parents yeah. like that's what you grew up with like right. you know what I'm saying like the only person we've had who whose parents weren't American and who grew up with it was our guest Dylan. And, like, he, he, you know, he grew up with two parents who were, I think both of his parents were immigrants. Mm-hmm. And, like, but his mom, his mom's favorite artist was DMX. So he grew up listening to a lot of DMX. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's fire. Like, you know, because I had immigrant parents. My mom mm-hmm. didn't know what the hell hip-hop was. Oh. So, you know, I didn't grow up with that. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm wondering. Like, that's dope. Like, I think a lot of, like, a lot of kids I know who are, like, black American or their parents are black American grew up with a lot of jazz and blues yep. in their house. Yep. You know, yep. like. But it's funny, though, because my best friend, so his dad was a member of Zulu Nation. Oh, that's oh, tough. Wow, that's that's right. tough. Right. Yeah. And his godfather was DJ Red Alert. That's so, tough. Wow. Right. So right. like, you know, him being my best friend, we were more like brothers. We right. lived in the same building. I was on eight right here. He was on nine right there. So like, we were always in each other's house. Mm. Like, he was literally like my non-blood blood brother. So being around him all the time, and his pops used to be scratching in the crib, watching the fucking DJ competitions, going crazy. So, you know, he was super big DMX, Rough Riders, Public Enemy 2, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, just like all of the hard, and NWA, all of the hard hip-hop shit. Like, right. I could remember, so we used to go to the same school, right? In sixth grade, I would go upstairs to his house so we could leave, and his pops at 6.30 in the morning is bumping Dr. Dre chronic. It's bumping Ja Rule. It's bumping DMX. Gospel. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Gospel. Like, bumping gospel, shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah, I had a, like, a lot of musical influences. And I feel like my, my style is kind of like uh, a sonic compilation of all of that shit, but also a 
what's the fucking word? Uh, I'll just try to explain it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, so like, it's a psychology mm-hmm. where growing up around that kind of music and hearing the type of shit that my parents said, just about like standards for music in general, standards of black music, you know, the exploitation of hip hop. Um, just all of this kind of shit really influenced the way I approach my own music. Mm. And, it, and it really influences the way I take in the music that's out. Mm. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's impossible for me to let go of the psychology that I was brought up with. Right. So on one hand, I do hip-hop. And on another hand, I'm like, this hip-hop shit is crazy. What the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. So I'm like in this like kind of like upfish, downfish, Pisces shit with hip-hop. Right. And it's just kind of weird. And it's all, you know, based off how I was influenced. And I feel like I can hear it in, in some of your lyrics on Insomniac where, like, you're, you're talking about, like, you know, showing love and, like, people, like, you know, not reciprocating and, like, you know, like, this is, like, like, it, it's hard. I feel like it's, it's hard for people to do hip-hop and love hip-hop, but they don't like the environment it creates and the people that, and, you know, the, those egos. Um, is that something that, you know, that you know a lot about in, in hip-hop as well? Are people around you are, like, yeah yeah definitely um i think i think in some ways i'm a purist Mm. you know what i mean and just by the default to that you kind of disalign with with uh with the familiarity Mm. you know what i mean and you kind of sacrifice knowing that it's not going to be taken in the same way because you're not doing what's expected right you know what i mean but it's also difficult for me because i low-key can't do what's expected you know mm-hmm. what i mean as much as i might try I'm, i'll probably do it in my own way you know i might like innovate a style out of a familiar style but um yeah it'd be a lot of ego shit you yeah. know like sometimes people don't even want to hear that shit you know they'll they'll hear they'll hear a style of beat and automatically disregard it mm-hmm. or hear another style of beat and be like yeah that shit is hot just off grip and it might not be just because of the familiarity yeah no i definitely think there's a subjectivity to hip-hop as well yeah I feel like uh, hip hop is very subjective, and I feel like that gets lost a lot. Like that, the fact of the matter that it's subjective gets lost a lot because people really try to tie an objectivity into mm. hip hop to be like, no, this is fire and this is trash, and mm. it's like, mm-hmm. but who's really gatekeeping what's hot and what's not? You right. know what I'm saying? I, I, why? Why is what's hot hot? Mm-hmm. Right. And why is what isn't hot? I, I think hot. we're affected by the early gatekeeping of hip-hop yep. g- g- hip-hop used to be very you know even more like, gay hip- yeah than it is than now. It is right now you know it's like yo if that's not real hip-hop it's not hip-hop it's not period. real rap man it's not, it's not real mm-hmm. rap mm-hmm. you know it's crazy because like it, no even, sucker mcs type movies, yeah like, it's it like mm-hmm. now it, it, it was like that was like the core so watching hip-hop morph into these different sounds and into these different uh characters of itself it's kind of like we're, you're fighting your past now. Because, mm-hmm. all right, so, like, it's funny because um, my cousin, I just talked to my cousin just now. He asked me, like, yo, like, I'm, we're doing a music video um, as of this recording tomorrow. And he was just like, yo, it was just like a hip-hop music video. And at the time, I felt like, I, I kind of said, like, kind of? I was just like, you know, because then it doesn't fit that, the sound doesn't the fit niche. that alignment, that niche, you know? And I feel like that's what you're talking about. But it is hip-hop, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, why do we have to like? Why are we still holding on to that, <laughs> brother Siaka? <laughs> had to raise my hand real quick. Nah, but um, the way I see it, hip hop is hip hop, and what it means to be hip hop will always be what it means to be hip hop. Mm-hmm. Anything else is something else. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you take the top off of a car. It's a convertible now. Yeah. It's still a it's car. A drop top like, now. you know, whatever style, it's still music. But, you know, like, there's elements and... Sub-levels. And almost a checklist mm-hmm. to, you know, like, what it means to be valid hip-hop. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And I feel like it's it switched to, to pop. And it's just thrown in the category of hip-hop. Right. But in such a mass way where, like, you know, it's like what you were saying about the gatekeeping. It's like that yeah. became the new gate. And yeah. like, hip hop is locked out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, nah, definitely. And I think that, like, because me and you, like, we've spoken about this in general, but, like, you're a very big person on, like, you're a very big advocate for, like, living in your truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. don't be something you're not. And I think authenticity 
to me, like, I've always used this phrase before. I've used it in my writing, like, academic writing, like, um, creative writing, whatever. I've always used the phrase that authenticity in hip-hop is, like, exactly what it means to be human. Like, you know, it's it's the living, breathing heart of hip-hop is authenticity. But then you have now where authenticity was exactly the standard of what made hip-hop hip-hop in the past. And I think that that's what gangster rap became. That's what all that was. It was reality. It was, this is the life that we're living. But I feel like now, authenticity don't even matter that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. there are songs coming out and being made by artists who aren't doing the shit that's act- that they're rapping about. You but know what I'm saying? It also goes back to what he was saying. Like, back in the days, they wouldn't allow it. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, yeah. now, it's just like, there's no G-checks. There is no you know G-check. I mean? Not a damn one. It's just like, I, well, fuck it. Him too. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. <laughs> well, literally, like, I was talking to my brother about that song, Whoopty, that came out by CJ. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I found out CJ not even blood. I said, what? He said, yeah, he's not Whoopty. I said, that's crazy. That is, you know? but six nine, six nine was not, also able to blood. jack being a blood. And you got and wasn't you, you got to chalk up to capitalism. Yeah, you chalk it up to. I feel like at some point, even, he's 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 onto something, guys. Ooh, oh yeah, the root to, of all evil. Listen come to on. this man. Come on. <laughs> at some point, capitalism got their roots into hip hop because that's at, mm-hmm. at, there was a point where people rapped about at the and, start, bro. You know, from I, the very jump. Um, I feel like the song that made it. Like start realizing, like okay, like you can rap about like shit that that's not even real or just whatever. Fucking um, delight. What's that fucking rapper's called? delight? Rapper's delight. That's a good sh- by Sugar Hill Gang. That's that was exactly the what I was thinking. First, it was the first commercialized first commercialized hip hop yep. song. Mm. And it was and once and it that blew up, charts in '79. Three bozos, three bozos who just don't rap. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like shout out Sugar Hill Gang for like doing that, but yo, literally, the, the, it was really the manager she was like, or the the, the record uh, label artist, I. I can't, I'm blanking on her name, but she basically found these people like, okay, cool. Here's the beat. And what's crazy is that song blew up and then right after them was artists like NWA coming out who then showed the world like a hip hop that is now violent and is now dangerous. And then that tied into this whole notion of one, hip hop being inherently black and then two, that notion of it being inherently black tying into violence and then violence being tied into blackness. And like, people tried to blame hip hop for that. And that's like, that's the grimy part. Cause it's like- it's, That's capitalism, like like he's saying. That's, all goes back that, to that's it. That's fueling over mm-hmm. that. And it all it's gets twisted back around. And it's like, even now, like, capitalism has its hold so strongly on hip hop that it's like, bro, if this shit is not gonna sell, then that shit's not gonna blow. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it gotta sell. But Whatever you're so- doing, gotta sell and gotta get marketed in a way okay. because otherwise it's not gonna blow. And it goes back to like you talking about how you could say the music you make is hip hop, but then you'll also listen to it and be like, "Is it?" Because it's I'm like the hints of other things, you know, there, like you the know? experimentalness mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Like even, and I'll I'll go back to this question. But I, I hate to cut you off. Nah, For ahead. instance, there's this fucking Toto Emoy. Toto Emoy, that's his name, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't. He he made that song Rose Quartz. What is that shit? Anyway, <laughs> Rose Quartz. I'm gonna look that look, up. Look, it's this Do guy. Google's copied. Matter of fact, you should look it up right now so you can play it. Yo, this man does not make hip hop music. Okay, he came out with some experimental shit. His shit is usually electronic, kind of poppy. Like he does that like ambient soft singing shit. Like he he's a singer. Okay, okay? like his songs playing disco clubs and on like <laughs> pop and electric stations. Right, right. He comes out with a song and my friends are like, yo, he getting on his hip hop shit because it had like a little bit of trap hat essence in it. You mm. know what I mean? So I had like a, a slight hip hop or a slight contemporary hip hop formulaic sonic thing to it. Mm. You know what I mean? So automatically like, oh, snare. <laughs> <laughs> yo, nah, he got an 808 in that shit, bro. That, that ass. That's just hip hop. It's really hip hop, bro. Yeah. And it was just like, it's not. Let me see. How the hell you spell this? I keep spelling Totoro like Totoro. T O R O. Oh, T O R O. Space. Mm-hmm. Y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Space. Oh, okay, gotcha. They go right there, and Perfect. put in rose quartz. Ooh, something smells out for y'all. Everything. Just play anything for ten seconds, just so you could like get the gist of what this man is about. For people to say that he came out with some shit that's not in any way fucking hip hop, and they like, yeah, this shit is hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, he always, he always, he always baby shark discussion. Oh god, <laughs> that that whole lane of like, I feel like that that sound 
of music, I feel like it's anyway. That's right. Yeah. Like, but like you know, shit is shit is a little mixy right now. Yeah, every, every <laughs> little, bro. I feel like it's so easy to label things as and it's hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And and I don't want to take hip hop away from anybody who identifies right. with making or being hip hop. But I do think there's clear lines of what's what. Hmm. You know, and for a purist, um, you know, it's like if you trained in the UFC and you're a fucking trained fighter and somebody who's not comes in with like a green belt, like, yeah, I'm nice. Yeah, I'm nice like that. I'm a- <laughs> like, nah, bro, <laughs> like, you can throw some kicks and shit. Yeah. But, like, you ain't got you, it, you, you you it like that. <laughs> nah, but I think it shows, you know, because when those people go toe to toe, you know, you always, you always see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like in, in your example, the... Nigga who knows how to kick goes up against a UFC fight and get his ass whooped. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the people, so I guess in that sense, like the artist who like is just I I'm doing this. Ah, uh, uh, you know, you're not, the numbers won't show or like yeah. you know what I'm saying. Well, that depends. You never know. Now you never know. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. For me, like I now at least for the last couple of years, I try to very much make a distinction by like, oh yeah, I like this person as a rapper and I like the person as an artist. Mm. Like for me, like. Anybody who knows me knows, like, I always throw Young Thug in, like, my top ten. I love Young Thug. Sure. I think Young Thug is a great artist. I also I think, don't think he's Thug a good rapper. I think he's a great artist and makes amazing music. I don't necessarily think he's a rapper like that. Yo, I, Cause fe- it's like, I felt like that. Mm-hmm. But at, one, I, at a certain point, as a lyricist, mm-hmm. you got to listen to... No, he be saying some shit. The way, don't get me wrong. The way he bleeds with his pen. Oh, yeah. You know don't I mean? get me wrong. He do. Yeah. But in like in regards to like your logic, like you put this person up against this person, it shows. Right. So it's like, if we really talking about, okay, who's a better rapper, and you put, I don't know, bro, you put like, <laughs> you put like Jay-Z against Travis, you know what I'm saying? It's two different things. It's two completely different things. But they're both hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? They're both hip-hop, and they're both hip-hop artists, but it's like one is a fucking lyricist. You know what I'm saying? And then one can give you like a a movie in a production. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not to say Jay can't, but Jay can do that with his words. Travis Scott can do that with his production. Mm -hmm. Because he's, that's what he does. Like, you know what I'm saying? It is comparing, um, it is comparing apples to oranges, but that's like what hip-hop became. Because everything became hip hop, like everything's mm-hmm. like now the lanes of hip hop are so open, mm-hmm. and there's so many ways to go about it. That's why it's not as like gate kept anymore, because you could really do and be kind of anything. Yeah. And like with that being said, I remember like me and O were talking about this on the ride here, but like, how would you categorize Insomniac? Like, what would you call it? I would call it or like what kind of rap or what mm-hmm. kind of hip hop would you categorize it on? Because you know there's like bubblegum mm-hmm. rap and shit like yeah. that. Like, what would you? Categorize it as. I'm gonna categorize it as like a variance of like experimental hip hop mm-hmm. meets like self reflective hip hop meets like regular hip hop. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like some of it is like my idea of what hip hop should be. Word. Some of it is actually using like official hip hop formulas and doing real hip hop shit. And some of it is like, nah, but I'm also here right now too. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm a purist, but that just means that like I could just flow wherever it goes. Right. You know, I'm not so pure that like I won't move with the actual growth of the world and the craft itself. Right. Like, that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. You know. Or right. you know. Um, I feel like it, it's it's I like that um, connect like those ways you describe the projects. I was, as I was listening to it, I kind of tapped into that, like experimental vibe from it because there's definitely those pockets in the verses where you know it's very like this is how things should be. It gives me very like. Lupe Fiasco vibes mm-hmm. in terms of like you know the purest and into the words and then get, you get into like you know the uh, the chorus or the bridge you know you get a lot more experimental with the vibe and um, adding effects into your voice to, to get into a whole different Pocket vibe yeah, yeah and I feel like a lot, it's crazy because I feel like a lot of songs don't usually have that together or a lot of artists don't usually like to do that together either like I'm a MC I'm yeah. a, you know, artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, like, there's, like, a, a nice blend. For oh. sure. Like, that's... Like, as you're getting at that, I'm gonna just start with the title. So, when I made Insom... When I came up with the idea for the title Insomniac, I had kind of been making this shit for a while already. But mm-hmm. it occurred to me that I was becoming an Insomniac because of my experimental process mm-hmm. or 
my experimental process is kind of what you know led to like a sleep but also just like a weird sense of urgency and a lot of anxiety around the shit that i'm talking about in the album mm. you know what i mean so like from right. from that standpoint it's that but then it's also the first album like to produce a whole album write the whole shit and mix the whole shit is kind of a lot Mm -hmm. And prior to coming to, to Syracuse, I didn't know how to master. Right. I was just learning how to record myself. I just knew I had some fire bars, some beats that were like kind of unique, if you will. That mm -hmm. were, you know, they kind of might get in your heart if, whatever, if you're susceptible, if you fuck with it, I guess. Right. But, um, yeah, like for me, I was literally finding what my voice was, production-wise, right. engineering-wise, rap wise you know and then as i'm making it i'm also growing so mm -hmm. i'm trying to then like pull pull shit to where i am now you know what i mean or where i was at the moment like all right now i learned how to do this i understand how to use my voice in this way and not be so afraid and just project out the mic how i need to or damn i was pulling all of the bass out of my voice that's why i sounded like that now just let me go back and re-record it and then i re-recorded i'm like damn it's sitting different let me rewrite it and then i find it you know what I mean? So, like, it was that kind of process in terms of experiment, mm -hmm. if you will. Nah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nah, I, um, I love the project. I think that, like, production-wise, I think it seamlessly very much goes into one another. Um, I think that... Oh, sorry. That was my train of thought. But speaking of which, I gotta ask, who is that voicemail on any day? Oh, that's my bro. That's yeah. my bro, Ralik Bashar. So, this dude right here... I, yo, me and this dude are like a magic friendship. Mm. Magic. Magic, okay? Right. Magic, okay. right? <laughs> I met him through one person in 2012. Got him on Facebook. Seen each other on, on Facebook for years, never said shit. Right. One day, he was like, yo, trying to do some creative shit like this weekend. If you with it, let's link. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was getting the whole entire camera kit from the spot because I had a gig. I was going to have Mathfly equipment. So I just linked them up. We went, we chilled, we took some pictures. Bro, we chilled and talked and rapped for seven hours walking around downtown Manhattan. All right? That was it. Every time we talk on the phone, we talk about everything politics, black people shit, capitalism, relationships. <laughs> black people shit. <laughs> Yo, relationships, how to eat healthy, fuck niggas, fuck bitches, <laughs> style, like going to Africa, like every, every, everything. But me and him fucked with each other for the, for the main reason that we felt like we saw each other creatively in each other. Mm. Like we would let each other hear each other's raps and like he would spit some shit for me and I'd be like, bro. I think I'm nice, but you're the nicest person I know in real life, bro. And he'd be like, nah, y'all, yo, nah, you the nicest, my nigga, when you spit some shit. That's what I be saying. And, like, we just, like, would level each other up, you know what I mean? Like, and, um, that's what's on the voice. Nah, yeah, that's why I remember, like, the voicemail really stood out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, oh, I was like, yo, who is this? He was like, I gotta ask him. I was like, no, for sure, I love yeah. this. Like, it was a great addition to the song. Yo, I, I was, was actually like, gonna have him talking, um, between every song mm. or, or every other song, but like, it just we, ain't go we, like we, that. We be talking about a lot, you know what I mean? Mm. It's already a lot on the album, you know. Yeah, what I there mean? is a like, lot on the album. It's uh, it just wasn't right to have too much of that. Nah, yeah, you for know, sure. I could do that later. <laughs> nah, I think the album, <laughs> the album was definitely like something I had to run back. Because I was like, it's definitely an album that, like, if you don't pay attention the first time, you're going to miss something. Mm. Yeah. Especially absolutely. lyrically. Like, because mm. I feel like you talk about a lot. Right. And a lot of shit that, like, me and you have spoken about, like, here and there, or, like, moments here and there. So it's like, it's definitely something I had to run back and re-listen to. And we listened to it again on the way here. And it was it was nice. Now, I think you touch on a lot. I definitely see the whole, like, self-reflective aspect. Because I feel like yeah. you speak about a lot of shit, like, you went through, or shit you're going through currently, or, mm -hmm. like, just mentalities that wrapped you up like shit yeah, like that and i think yeah. that that's like that's important you're a very self-reflective person in general mm -hmm. you know i know you so i know you like to really think about the past and like how it's impacted you now and if i had a choice i wouldn't i know <laughs> but you don't work like that bro and that's that's life like it fucks Word. us over but that's how we are like right. me and you are very on the same page with that like Word. we're very introspective people even when it kills us you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and it is what it is all it does is make you a better person at the end of the day because you know yourself more at the end of it. Straight. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And I think that... I don't know. I think that you you have a very special quality in your music where it's... It's in a way that, like, 
in a way, it fits into that pocket of like real rap. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because of how lyrical it is. Yeah, it commands you to listen. Yeah. You know. For sure. You see. <laughs> <laughs> like thank you guys. Nah, for sure. Like it definitely does command you to listen. I feel like even if you don't like know who this person is, mm-hmm. I feel like when you know somebody, you always have that like bias of wanting to listen to more. Oh, Um. But even so, like, even listening to it, I was like, bro, this don't even sound like this nigga, bro. Like, mm. I was like, this is Siaka? I was like, Yo, you know, and it's like, it. sometimes you, like, gotta do that. Like, you know, it's crazy speaking of, like, similarly, you know Kemet. Uh-huh. Kemet sent me a track the other day. Kemet makes music? First of all. Right. First of all, yes. Time out, bro. It's on some, for him, it's on some jokey shit, uh-huh. but I Therapy listened to the track, and I was like, I was like, this is fire, and then I, I hit him up, I was like, bro, who is this rapping, mm-hmm. and he was, I was like, because this is nice, he was like, oh, good looks, that's me, I said, no, it's not, I was like, Kevin, no, it's not, just don't sound like, he was like, I promise you, it's me. I was like, yo, this is crazy. I've been meaning to send him this fucking project too. Thank you for reminding me. Of course. No, but yeah, no, Kemet, you gotta send him shit directly because he's mm-hmm. not on nothing. When word. I dropped my shit, I had to do the same thing. Yeah. I said, yo, bro, here. And he said, oh, word, mother of this right now. Like, he was not sure. gonna find it any other way type right, shit. Right, right. Um, nah, but I love somebody. I love people that when they rap and then you hear them speak, it's two different things. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's so fire because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's OD like that. You know, it, oh, yeah, it, it is, is OD like, like that, that with you. That's why I love yo, the project, but like, bro. But like, this I right, so we hitting on some shit right now, right? Word. The the way this project illuminated me to myself mm. is just crazy. Like it, it it was almost as making this project was a process of me climbing out of all of that shit to mm. be able to see myself. Mm. Like wow. oh that's you, like and I had to actively get all of that out and like lay it out and then organize it and put the puzzle together. To then be able to see it, you know what so, I mean. So you're talking from a perspective, right, about yourself, right. Wow. So is there is there anything that you know that you personally practice to allow yourself to, to gain that perspective? Because a lot of people, you know, can't say that. Like they, a lot of people can't see themselves from an outside perspective like that. All right. You get you getting deep. <laughs> yeah, he gotta think about it. You know what I'm saying? Alright, I just gotta be super transparent, right? Of course. So so y'all may not know, but I actually was diagnosed with bipolar two and uh PTSD, right? So a lot of a lot of the ways I deal with myself mm-hmm. are I kinda have, you know, tied it up to things that I can't necessarily help due to whatever I might be going through mentally. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> on one regard it just is how it is. But then on another regard, it's like I actively have to like sift through it and, and, and like keep it in the balance so that um, I'm not just going crazy on myself. Mm. Take shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's interesting in the relationship that I have with myself. Right. And how it relates to the music. Kind of like we were saying a few minutes back. I made the joke, like, if I could change it, I would. Like, yeah. don't nobody want this. Same but, like, like you said, like, that just comes with the with the hand you were given, you know? So, that's just that's just that. And, yeah. and, I, and I was sitting there thinking, like, should I disclose this information right now? Mm-hmm. But I think it's important, too, because I think it kind of helps, you know, make some sense of me. Yeah. Make some sense of my work. Make some sense of... Uh, my experiences for my yeah. own self, like even finding out, I was like, oh, copy. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, now I get it. Like, you know? right, yeah. Because yeah. I remember we spoke about it. Like mm-hmm. we had that one phone call and you had told me like that yeah. you had found out. Yeah. And in in a way, like, in a, in a way, it didn't really throw you for a loop that much because you was just kind of like, oh, oh like, yeah. you know, you thought back to shit right. like, I right. I get it. Not to blame it on like the shit that's going on mentally, mm-hmm. but it does explain more for me. Like right. I now I know why this was way more serious than it needed to be, or et cetera, et cetera, because of everything else. You know what I'm saying? I have an analogy for how it happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Right? It's almost like one day you fell, right? Broke your toe, bomb. You felt like something was just a little off, but you're like, I'm, I'm just walking off. I'm cool. You telling niggas like, yo. Yo, my toe is messed up. Nah, your toe is fine, bro. You sure? Yeah, man. Yo, ma, yo, yo, friends, yo, go online and shit. Like, how do you know if you have a broken toe? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all of this kind of stuff. And then eventually, you're like, yo, this toe is like really hurting. Let me go to the doctor. And they're like, yeah, it's broken. Your toe's broken. 
and ligaments in it are torn. Mm, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Shit. I feel like that's an analogy for like the way mental health happens in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so yeah. Everything was just kind of like, nah, you good, you straight. Like, right. why you bitching? Like, and you good. I would good. tell myself like, that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was, yo, being aware of yourself is such like a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, now I'm like, you know, at the age I am now, I, I have the same feeling with, you know, the way my brain works and I'm just like, Something is not, you know, like one two, you know, in right there. But I feel like as you're growing up, like you're not aware, and you can see these things, and you're just like, okay, maybe I should go get tested. Maybe I should, you know, see what's going on. Because I feel like, it, like you said, like you can ask people, like, yo, you thinking this? Nah, bro, you're you're valid. You're like, valid, yeah. you know. Or even some people, a lot of people tell them just ask themselves at that age. You know, a lot of people are not even ready to, you know, look at themselves at that point yet. When they're younger, so I feel like it all comes with that like perspective and learning about yourself. Cause, shit, I feel like it's been coming to me a lot more, you know, mm-hmm. especially as I've been like trying to do this shit with myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I definitely feel that was a great analogy. Maybe I too have a, a broken toe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I too have a broken. A toe. A lot of people got broken toes, yo. And then we got all of these non-doctors out here diagnosing people, and people are listening to the non-doctors' mm. diagnosis. All the doctor mm. loves out there. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? No, you you want to get the information, then go to a professional. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a fact. Mm. I think that think that any 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 way of learning more about yourself can only benefit you. Straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, sometimes you won't be able to handle that information, mm-hmm. but that's in and of itself teaching you. Your capability, which you can and cannot handle. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And like exactly. how you work through shit and work through finding out that information. And nah, for sure. I think that, nah, that's, that's, yeah, I'm like still wrapped up in that analogy. That was a really good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how that like translated overall. Before we um, step away too much from the, the music, I wanted to ask you something about, uh, you know, outside of performing and writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you do a lot of the producing, the mixing and mastering. Um, my, well, I have basically more or less two questions. How do you see, like, how hard is it to be the performer and mixing, mastering your own things? You know, is there ever a time you're like, honestly, I gotta get, I gotta send this out. I gotta, someone else has to look at this. Or is it like, it's all in house. I'm. Oh no, you a perfectionist, bro. So exactly. I don't know. Like, exactly. you know, like. It's, 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 it's for me, it's difficult because, um. I feel like everything I do requires a full life of doing that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm often living mad lives at the same time and asking myself how I do this, but also bigger myself up because I feel like I have these powers. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's people who only do one medium who fucking stop because they feel like it's too much. And I know the weight of feeling like a medium is too much on your life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because right. Like everybody does like, like a child, you have to nurture it so much. You know, so um, I'm losing my train of thought. Pull me back. No, you're great. In terms of like, so outsourcing yourself and like doing your stuff yourself. Right. So I also feel like I don't have a, a large community mm. of, of creatives. And it's also just like a day in time where like it's really hard to, to build healthy creative relationships just because of the nature of what it means to be creative in relation to commerce mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like there's 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 no there's no slack or leverage for creativity outside of business. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and like sometimes the it's like the desire is outweighed by the circumstance. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I do have a desire to like work outside of myself. But just in terms of like how accessible that actually is, is a little bit further. Right. So instead I'm like, all right, I'll just do it. But that's how I learned to master. That's how right. I learned to record myself. That's how I learned to make beats. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So I like working with other people, honestly. I just did a song with my mans actually. So his music is coming out fire. He's been making music for a little bit too. I got on this track with him and like, I need to do this more mm-hmm. because it, 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 it stretches me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not necessarily what I would do. And I also, like, he does shit in a whole completely different style. So I then have to, like, get in my creative back. Like, oh, I bet y'all know the back of skirt. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, take shit. You know? Right. So, do you think other artists bring it out? Because I did realize on a time that it was a, 
it was featureless, you know, it was strictly you. This is like my magnum opus, you know what I'm saying? The only verse you heard, other than you, was how it was on any day, you know, on, on the on the voicemail. Mm-hmm. But but do you think... Uh, oh, no, it wasn't even a voicemail. We were just straight talking on the phone. Oh, you're talking on the phone? <laughs> yeah. And you just like, just grab that. Yo, bro, like, we have such, like, poignant conversations <laughs> that I started recording our conversations. I have, He's like, not, three and a half this. hours of us just building on the phone, like... <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's tough. <laughs> nah, but, yeah, so, just revisiting, just circling back to the question that... Sorry. No, you're good, you're good. Um, Just circling back to the question, like, do you think other artists bring out, um, like, a different lens of you creatively? Entirely. Yeah. I think Drake is the perfect example of that. Mm. Drake is Drake until mm. he gets with somebody else. Mm. Then he's Drake with whoever that is, just like imprinted in his brain forever and you hear it on everything they do or the next things that he does and then he does it again and then you hear some of that little flare going on over there Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the same way like it happens with me you know like you do something with somebody else and then like you like oh shit like look at this new thing that i'm doing you know it's almost like somebody showing you a new move in sports Mm. you know oh and you know it's like you take that, like, oh, I want to test this out. Let me, let me hop on a verse and exactly. try my new move out. Yeah. Okay. Like, yo, I know you showed me the cross and the spin, but I'll do the cross like this and the spin like this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so. Yeah. No, that's tough. I like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely feel like, yo, back to, even back to your point about, like, creativity in this, like, financial setting. I feel like no one wants to be that starving artist and, and, and build with other artists and create that, you know, those synergies because uh, technology's at a place where you can, you know, make money off these you know like i feel like a lot of people before like these stars were just into like you know sending out beats working with people like oh yeah let's but now it's like you know okay i want to get paid first and and, and, and i feel like it's like damn i i feel both people you know i feel like we're at this weird intersection it's like yes i do feel like you should get paid i also feel like you should be both positions make equal sense. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, def- I definitely do feel like some people are just me stagnant too much on like, nah, I gotta get paid first before I, I work. I feel like that kind of like, it holds you back, you know, sometimes. Because you never know what, what, like, what artists or what producer you're not working with off of a, of a bag. But respectfully, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, at the end, you. like, yeah, I feel like at the end it really chokes up to like what you're standing on. Like, what's your code? Like, what code are you standing on at the end of the day? Like, and I feel like me and you, oh, like, we've had conversations about this, like, several times. Like, me and you are very much, like, the type of people that's like, yo, you want to work, let's work. Like, you know, like, incentive is not needed on our end. Like, you want to work, let's work. Like, I, you know, I don't care, like, type shit. And it's like, while while I wish more creatives worked in that realm of, oh, you're dope, let's work together. Unfortunately, the world don't work like that, and yeah. because there is that financial like responsibility mm-hmm. to the world and to yourself that capitalism forces you to need, and it's like, you know, it just it kind of is what it is. But it's know? also a ladder game. You yeah, know what I mean, it's like there's only one ladder, and I'm on this ladder, so I need to go up. I can't go down, and you can't pull me down. So I have to go up, and that's all that fucking matters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the way it is. Like I feel like it's it's so competitive that. You know, there's there's no access for the type of relationship that mm. you're talking about right now. Mm. And not to say that it doesn't exist anywhere, because it does. But the fact is, you know, when people are doing this, like it's it's kind of intense, like a like a game, and you want to win the game. Mm-hmm. And by helping other people or including them, unless they're gonna help you win the game, you don't yeah. want to play with them. Yeah, it's a big like you know. You, I scratch your back, you know. Scratch mine. You scratch mine type shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ho- hopefully, people can see outside that and see how important it is to collaborate, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, a lot of people don't themselves. like collaborating. Yeah, I know. I feel that, don't though. Like I feel that, though, yo. Like, I don't want to collab with everybody. Oh, of course I, not. I really don't. Like, of course not. Not PSA <laughs> to collab with everybody. But I yeah, no. energy and when you they put into You don't work. need to be collab with everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. I do think working with certain people can only like benefit um and i think that all goes back to like our first point of like working creatively with somebody who actually fucks with the shit you do you know what i'm saying like 
Like, thankfully, like, I haven't had to pay a single guest to come on this show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody has hit me up like, I right, so what am I getting out of it? Like, my name, you getting an interview. Like, you getting to be with us. The fuck are you talking about? We had a great time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so thankfully, like, I we have not run into that issue. Like, and we've, you know, at this point had, have had two interviews with people whose following is well over 30K on IG. Like, people who respectfully are well-known in their own, like, in their realms. You know wow. what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm happy that with this, like, we've been able to manifest that collaboration standpoint because with a podcast, like, especially because our podcast is very heavily centered around interviews, like, that's really where we exist, like, on right. collaborating Absolutely. with people and, like, linking up with people. So it's, like, it's hard um, for me personally to exist in this realm, but then to also be in so many other creative realms where it's, like, I understand why the financial need is so strong. Even right. now, like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like... Mm-hmm. Like doing these interviews cost us money. Like we not we not going we not right. going to make no money. You like right. you know what I'm saying? Like booking this spot, getting our equipment, all the things we need to do cost us money. Right. More than it makes us cuz you know shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> As of right now. Yeah. But when I then make music, I just know I got to allocate like okay, I don't got funds coming in cuz my music is not at the level where I'm making money off of it yet, but because I want to collab with people who I want to pay for their work. You know what I'm saying? Like right. like I want to be able to pay you to master a mix for me, so I know I gotta allocate those funds. Same shit with this. Like, I know we wanna come do this, we gotta allocate the funds. And I feel like we, in the podcast realm, very much heavily exist on this idea of collaborations that I really try to, like, push it to every creative realm I'm in, but I try to remember that not everything's like that. Mm -hmm. Especially with being, like, a photographer. Mm -hmm. Like, I had to realize with photography, like, yo, I can't shoot everybody. Because, yo, that energy, Mm -hmm. through the camera and in person, like, Yo, some people, there have been photo shoots I've done where I wanted to get out of the photo shoot as quick as I got there. Because mm. I'm just like, mm, I don't want to do this no more. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the picture's coming out great, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm doing my job. Like, I'm doing good. Like, yeah. you know what I'm but saying? Then, but, but, then, like, but then even back to what you were saying, like, if somebody requests that, like, you're kind of just like, all right, well, got that bread. Yeah, you paying me? Like, <laughs> you know, quote unquote, what's your budget? Yeah, what <laughs> you, you know? what you want, like what you pay me for, like, right. and you won't get what you pay me for type shit. Right. And it's like, I know a lot of photographers like that as well. Like almost every photographer I know won't send you raw edits. For sure. Won't send you raw pictures because no. they're like, what the fuck am I sending you rolls for? You laughing back there? Because you know. <laughs> I don't take pictures. I don't take pictures. <laughs> Anyways, um, and you know, like no photographer I know will send you raw shit, but it's like, for me, when I book a photographer, I make that a contingency before I go with them. I'm like, yo, listen, I want to book you for a shoot. I'm booking you to take my pictures. I'm not booking you to edit a damn thing. I want my files raw. Straight. Even if they're JPEGs, I don't care. Yep. But I do not want my files edited because I don't like how people edit my shit. Right. And that's just a personal thing as a photographer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because when, you, when, you, when I go to work with somebody, you're not getting somebody who doesn't know what the fuck you're doing Straight. and know exactly what you're doing. Yo, relax. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'd be getting real heated about that. So like that specific topic because it's like I worked with a lot of like people who try to punk me and shit because they don't know that I know mm-hmm. about that creative realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of creatives low key try to do that shit. Like, mm-hmm. like realistically, you book somebody for a photo shoot, you don't know shit about pictures, and they try to charge you this, that, and the third, and you just know they got good work. Yeah. You gonna pay them? Like right. you know, say I don't know how to do this shit. Right. Like, if I could bring my camera and my tripod to every place I went, I would have my own photo shoots, and I would not pay right. nobody for their shit because I know what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's really then a matter of like, what are you paying for? Like right. you know what I'm saying? Like what are you paying for? Like you're thankfully with this, uh, even though we don't get paid, like people are getting a good time. Right. People are getting good time. They're getting exposure on our end, and they're able to talk about whatever they want to talk about. Like, and they're also getting an asset. Yep. At the end, they're getting a network at the end of the day as well. Because you get two people who then have another vast network. Mm, Because, like, we've had people come in. Like, we had had an artist come in, a a digital artist. Um, Well, he's now digital. He used to just be, like, on paper. But now he's digital. And he just started making music. Spreaky? No. um, His name's Keelan. His IG's Afro Artisan. Spreaky? Anyway. But I remember he had hit, like, me and him got cool a minute ago. But then I got him on the show, whatever. The minute I hit him about the show, he asked me about music. And I was like, you see, look at that. Like, that's just, he asked me, like, yo, what is your at-home setup like? Because I don't really got bread for a studio. I was like, bro, invest in this. And I promise you, it'll be the best things you need and invest in. And after that, you can build. Then we had our interview. And then he ended up putting us on to a tattoo spot. 
Because I know he wants to go get a tattoo. And he was like, you do walk-ins at this spot. So I was like, you know, shit like that. Like, I love, like, I love, yeah, I love meeting people who, like, the network just expands. You know what I'm saying? Because, Mm -hmm. like, you have knowledge that we need or we have knowledge that you need or we got people you need. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if that person comes back to me, like, yo, you know anybody to mix? I'm sending his shit straight to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, that network is beautiful. Like, and Mm -hmm. I think... That comes from genuine collaborations. Like, not a single person that I have collabed with and paid for, mm-hmm. I've recommended to somebody. Mm. For several reasons. Not really for, like, any, like, bullshit of, like, oh, you, you know, don't pay this person. Because no. yeah. I definitely think artists should get paid for their work. Truthfully, yeah. like, I'm not trying to advocate for anything other than that. Right, right. But... Almost anybody I've recommended to somebody has just come from a genuine, like, synergy collaboration. And I just wish the world was more like that in, yeah, like, yeah. all creative realms. I do, too. Yo. But it's unfortunately not the world we live in. So it's like, yeah. what can you really do right. but kind of wade through the water of the world you do live in? So just, just do what you do and try to do it really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Try to live your truth, bro. <laughs> right. Live and walk in your truth at all moments. Right. And what's meant to be will yeah. be, bro. Everything yeah. is really everything. Yeah. Like <laughs> Speaking of, you know. Living our truth, coming into our most popular segment of the Lingo Podcast. Oh yeah, Lingo Talk with the Lingo, baby! Yes, okay, so every episode we um, end our episode with asking our guests what their favorite lingo is from the city they were born and raised in. So, sir, what is your favorite New York City lingo? Yeah, it threw you there, right? You gotta think about it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go through a whole fucking thesaurus of this yes, shit. Yes, you do. And you know what's crazy? Like, we almost all of our guests are from New York, so they'll sit there and be like, yo, what the fuck do I be saying? Like, what do I be saying? Because you say it so often that's not even lingo no but to you it's just like the way I talk. Like, that's just your vernacular now. But it's lingo. Yeah, you gotta sit there and think about it. Because I speak to you a good amount, and I've spoken to you a lot in person. You don't really use lingo like that. Yeah, honestly. You don't. You're usually very selective with your words. I'm very selective with my lingo. You are. You're very selective with how you speak in general. But this is because Mm. I'm not super big on trends. Okay. So sometimes when some shit comes out, I'm like, all right, that's a trend that I don't have to get on. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, um, but. Even if it's some old school shit that you never used, but you used to hear a lot that you really loved. I'm going to tell you what I like the most. Okay. Are like all of the relatively new shit in the last like five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. That's that's it for facts, you. Facts, bro. Facts. And I don't and I don't use facts. You don't. Nobody Not has often. ever heard me say facts because I don't say facts. But you like. But I fucking love facts, facts. bro. <laughs> Yo, people say facts for everything. That's facts. I'm like that's Yo. a fact. <laughs> they do, bro. Like Yo, that's a fact. It's it's one of my favorite ones. But also, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. The New York fuck out of here is mad good. The New York fuck out of here, nigga. Like, yeah, because it's different. You know what I mean? I've never heard nobody say fuck out of here if they're not from New York. Yeah, like, if you say it anywhere else, you say it properly. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, fuck out of here in New York, it's different. <laughs> it's different. Fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Mm. Mad emphasis. Like, <laughs> mad anger. Like... Fuck out of here. It's like it's like how Actually, suck my dick no. comes from the gut. Like it's like how a New Yorker says suck my dick. It's like from the gut. Oh it's god. Like, oh, suck my dick. Like yeah, nah. I love how fuck out of here is always like a punctuation on on the thing. It's like fuck out of here. Like it's never like just by itself. Fuck out of here never exists by itself. It exists with mad other shit. Like it is a punctuation. That's good. Yeah. Od. Od. I love od as a song. I like od too. Od. I love Perfect. OD. Speaking of facts, though, I, I like I like facts with Fendi. Like, Fendi? Fendi. Fendi. Yeah. Oh, but I think I might have made a new one up oh the my other God. day. What'd you make up? You see how they got? Nah, it's slow. It's slow for that. Yeah, it's slow for that. Nah, it's silly for that. Nah, I'm not checking that. I'm not checking that. I'm not, not like, I'm not checking that either, bro. Watch. Our resident shooter shaking Watch. his head. I feel you, bro. I guarantee you this is exactly how slow happened. All right. Somebody was like, yo, bro, I'm telling you, it was slow. Somebody was like... Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here, Nah, I'm not joking now. It was like, nah. You silly? Well. No, you silly for that. You silly for that. You mad for that. Nah, that's how, that's how you funny. Like, oh, you mad funny for that. Like, right. like yeah, right. you mad funny for that. I like word, too. Word is super word. classic. Word is a classic. That's what I was going to say. Word is classic. Word is classic. I think mine, like, recently has been no funny shit and G shit. Like, like G shit, like, yeah. And no funny shit is just, I use no funny shit so often. Like, mm. I'll be like, like I'll just and I'll just throw it in the middle of sentence. Like we tell the story, I'll be like, yo, no funny shit. Like, how you gonna do that? Like, you know. And I just always like, cause it's just always like a wraparound for me, cause it's always like, man, no do funny people shit. still like, use off GP? 
Yes, I do. I like that. Off one. GP. I like that. One. Off GP. That's something that I hear a lot. Not I often. Don't, I don't hear it often no, at all. I don't hear it often Off anymore. GP. I feel like that came straight from the streets, though. It did. My brother showed it to me, and my brothers were street niggas. Right. So, like, I learned it from them. And my brothers sure. still use it to this day. <laughs> and that's why I use it. Like, if, if I ever meet a dude who I feel like is moving like a bozo, and I definitely, I feel like I've said it to you in conversation when I'll speak. I've definitely been like, yo, an OGP, he should not have moved like that, because that's some bozo-ass shit. Like, you know, so OGP just always is like, because it's like... It's like, as a matter of fact, you know what, though? Yeah. Because like, OGP, like, GP in and of like, itself... Off the strength. Nah, yeah, off the off GP like, is literally like off strength because it's just like like GP in general is is like this was the street way of like a G check because like bro off GP why are you moving like that like because general principle is general principle general principle is Boop. should be no common sense like there you know you that's why it's some street shit because mm-hmm. like the street code is street code everybody knows street code if you're in the streets mm-hmm. so that's why nah I like off GP I like that you brought that up nobody has said that yet that's nice I like that you said off GP yeah, wow. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yo, but with that oh, being God. said, yo, Siaka, thank you for coming in, bro. Thank, thank you for blessing us today. You already know. Um, y'all know me. It's your homie ATM. And it's your boy O. And we are the Lingo Baby. Thank y'all for tuning in to season four, part two, episode one, or season four, episode six, however you want to like call it. Feel me? But with that being said, y'all stay up, be easy, and continue tuning in. Peace. Later.